0: Hey y'all, welcome to Spirit Tea Talks Podcast with your spiritual big sis, Sin from Divine Hoops. Join me to spill the hottest spiritual tea about co-creation, Santissima Muerte, readings, healing, and everything else you can think of. I'm here to inspire you and help you tap into your most authentic and divine self. So join me in this walk of life and know that you're not alone in this spiritual awakening. To be in the know or learn more, follow me on Instagram at Divine Hoops I have also resurfaced my apothecary, which has now been officially moved to divinehoops.com. For more insight, longer episodes, and behind the scenes, make sure to join my Patreon. See y'all soon. Someone essentially is looking at you and wondering... How the hell are they doing it? This also brings the sense of envy, the wanting to put you down, but they will not prevail. Nor would your team, your spirit team, will let that happen. You, my darling, are the ace of wands that shows up in today's spirit team. The devil is showing up as someone keeping a watchful eye for you and seeing when and why you haven't failed yet. But towards the end of this little tea is letting you know the page of wands that you will conquer it all. This wands energy is letting me know that you have a fire in you that other people would not like for you to have. Sucks to be them. Because that, my friend, is going to be your ultimate strength. Let's go ahead and get started with this episode. Welcome to Spirit Talks Podcast with your girl, Sin from Divine Hoops. Or if you're new here, welcome to the pod with the hottest tea. Before we get started, and by the name of this podcast, you're probably wondering what it is that we're going to be talking about, and it is going to be a little bit different than most episodes, due to the fact that, like, for starters, spooky season is already here. I don't know about y'all, but I already started decorating for Halloween and we're going to keep it all year round. So I'm definitely indulging in all the specials (laughs) that we have for decorations and everything else. Um, But before we do get started with today's episode, I want to give you all a shout out for being just incredible. I am overwhelmed with the DMs that are pouring in. The comments on my TikToks. Um, just y'all showing so much love and support. And I am incredibly grateful. For one, like I mentioned in my last episode, I was unaware that you guys were actually rating my podcast. And that alone just brings me so much joy. So when I did ask, you know, to continue to leave reviews or, you know, rating the uh, podcast uh, because I was informed from a fellow podcaster that the more ratings um, and more reviews, the more traction uh, my podcast tends to get. So it's also playing with the algorithm for Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and, um, you know, all the major platforms. So I am very grateful because I had no idea how this even worked even though I've been doing this for about three years now I just didn't know exactly I just came on here and talked with y'all really so um I, I am very grateful <laughs> I'm just a little bit uh in shock uh, how many of y'all are leaving reviews and you know letting me know due to the fact that there was uh one review that we all kind of got taken back by which I am not going to give that much attention to just from the simple fact that there's a difference between having a an opinion and have a critical thinking and then there's another thing of just being flat out a hater so I am, um, again, I am immensely just, I'm taken back because I wasn't expecting so many of you to kind of feel what I felt while I was reading it and got taken back. And again, I'm not for everyone. I've talked about this before. My experiences are mine alone and how I talk and how I carry myself is not my job to make y'all feel comfortable with it. I am who I am. And I've been told before that due to how I present myself, a lot of people are not going to like it. And those who may not like it, some may be experiencing deeper issues, which I am just a reflection of that. And some people can't stand me because I really do be riling people up, to just kind of reflecting. So again, I'm not for everyone. I've said it over and over again, even on my last episode, which I find again fucking weird. And I'm just gonna say this one last thing because I I do need to get it on my chest. I find it weird that I have never mentioned about leaving a rating or even a review for starters, if y'all have noticed, I don't really post my reviews, even when it comes to like my spell work. Um, even when y'all like send me long paragraphs about how much the podcast impacted you guys. I don't really post them because for one, I just feel like it's intimate. I'm loving the conversations that we get to have afterwards. And for me, it's not about the praise, but it's more so of changing people's lives in the best way that I can so find it weird that I barely brought that up and lo and behold we got something that not only tried to dim the light into the perspective of what I was trying to bring to this podcast but it was something that could have been discussed of like hey this is just me and my opinion and how i'm seeing it but no it was more of a hateful comment even if it was worded in a way that they can come back and say and gaslight gaslight me because i'm pretty sure if this person would ever have the balls to dn me or you know talk about it it would be it would sound more so of like i didn't mean it in a hateful place but then you never came to me about it you know whatever so I just found it weird that I never really talked about doing that however y'all really wrote for me and I I don't expect anything less because it's every time that and I've noticed this that it's any time that something happens that y'all are just ready to ride for me And not that I go through anything of that sort because I just keep to myself. But I'm talking more about my personal experiences. If I say something is happening, just like I've mentioned before that when I was going through... A toxic situation which by the way this person saying I didn't get deep into uh, Santissima Muerte I don't know how much deeper you want me to get when I talk about my personal experiences of almost getting killed by my abuser and uh, fearing for my life and my baby girl's life and having Santa Muerte's power and will and love to get us out of it when while we were getting out of it we had all these devotees sending us diapers, wipes, money for gas, money for food, just being there for for us. And to this day, y'all are still checking in on us. That has not stopped. The love has not stopped. So when I say that y'all ride for me, y'all really do. And we ride for each other. And I am very grateful that I am building a community right now of people that can keep me grounded because even after I had posted that, I had my little community that I am building within and because of Santa Muerte came to my aid and just kind of reassured me like, hey, you're doing something right if you ruffle some feathers. So that alone made me feel um, a whole lot better and, you know, you throw one stone and With the stones, we're going to build a house, so (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that. So I am very grateful for all of you that are leaving positive um, feedback, and like I've mentioned before, over and over again in multiple, multiple episodes, I would love to hear y'all's feedback and to see what you guys would want me to talk about next, and y'all can do that in the reviews. Um, So I might get started with this episode because it's just been... A puzzle piece that I am still trying to understand. And with that, I really want to... And again, I've talked about this and if y'all have seen me on live or just... Yeah, well, mostly on live, really... My ADHD brain is literally, me and Roman talk about this, is like, squirrel, because I need to (laughs) focus. Like, I see a map of when I talk, and it connects. You know what I mean? Like, when you see, like, the memes of conspiracy theories, and pictures with the lines, and, you know, putting that together. That's what I feel like when I talk about things and especially things that i'm passionate about things that make sense to me so in a way having this podcast has also helped me kind of speak up and again and again and again i talked about this early on when i first first started this that like throat chakra is really blocked off and I've even gotten readings done in regards to it past life readings etc and I've been working very hard to open up my throat chakra and just you know try to get into the root cause of everything but then once I start talking it's like I'm visualizing 10,000 images in one so bear with me Y'all don't even know how much I appreciate y'all for even sticking with me throughout my entire journey of Spirit Tea Talks podcast because are y'all like my besties? Because how y'all understanding me at this point? (laughs) So let's get into it. Let's get into it. I know I'm not alone when it comes to experiencing paranormal, you know, weird, unexplainable things, but that's not what we're going to get into today. What I really want to put together, it's like a puzzle piece that just keeps building and building just when you think you have all the pieces together. You take a step back and lo and behold, you're not done. There's still more to go with it with this puzzle. As of recently, I've been getting into listening to different podcasts due to the fact that when I'm working, I have to be in the zone. And I'm either watching Yellowstone or I look into learning something new. Which, by the way, it all started with listening to conspiracy theories and then led me into a rabbit hole after another rabbit hole after another rabbit hole. And anybody that knows me knows that when it comes to conspiracy theories, I am one to talk about them when you ask me about them. Because we can talk about this all night long. That's how it began. Listening to conspiracy theories and then looking it into more of a spiritual sense. Now that I'm really tapped in, now that I'm really comfortable, now that I'm really confident in what I do and how much I have done and seen it for myself and felt it for myself that again, we're not alone. Especially when we're so gifted and we're finally embracing that weirdness, that black sheep energy, right? You can relate. Once I started delving into the conspiracy theories, I ended up stumbling across a spooky podcast. It all began with like folklore stories, which many of us may be familiar with. Especially if you grew up in Mexico or just being Latino, Latina. It's not unusual that we go through having stories after stories. I mean, I know that me and my friends that are Latinos, we can just sit and talk about personal experiences or experiences that our families went through and that just the stories stuck around. As I'm embracing this spooky season, decorating my apartment, getting costumes ready, spoiling mommy with any decorations that may be fitting to her altars, or even just in general, having Halloween season 24-7 and enjoying everything that the stores are offering right now. So it just made sense for me to listen to podcasts, in regards to you know the folklore the supernatural world because now I'm looking at it at a different lens before I was really tapped in it was more so of being freaked out now I'm just trying to understand what I'm hearing and now I'm trying to understand it from a whole different perspective it's as if my lens has completely changed which it's a good thing because now it's letting me know that I am growing and I'm seeing things for more as it's just black and white because the world is not just black and white. I am also learning that, that it's not just black magic, white magic. It's not simple, unfortunately. So this is where it starts clicking from me. In a certain episode, as I'm listening to this podcast called Susto Podcast, which, by the way, y'all should really take a listen and support a fellow Texan out here. There's certain episodes that I'm just like, hmm, okay, that makes sense. Hmm. Hmm. I've also experienced this and maybe I should share my stories about, you know, the spooky shit that happens. But then, as I'm continuing to listen, I start to realize that there's a pattern. And again, maybe for those who are all into the supernatural and paranormal, etc., etc., can talk to me about it. And I would love to hear it because it's like... It starts to make sense after a while. There was a certain episode where they're talking about... Him and his best friend... Are talking about... Experiencing... um, A dark entity. More so his best friend. And when she's talking about it... She's talking about how her ex was an abuser. And this dark entity was basically following him around and stuck to him. Y'all should really take a listen to understand what exactly I'm trying to say here. But overall, it triggered me. And as of lately, when something is triggering or when something is just like, hmm, I slow down and try to take a step back to see why is it triggering me? what am I feeling during this time and what can I learn from it? This is, by the way, something that I'm also teaching my current students. So I said, took a step back. I had literally put it on pause and went back to watching Yellowstone because I'm just like, this is triggering something and I need to identify it for what it is. I ended up searching for another podcast, which then led me into this whole entire story about a basically haunted house. And again, it triggered me. And I'm like sitting and wondering if what I experienced was something that many of us have experienced before. And again, I've mentioned My ADHD brain is trying to puzzle it together for y'all. And I'm trying to paint a picture for y'all to understand what I'm trying to even get at. So here is my personal experience into what I'm trying to say. Many of you are not too unfamiliar with my story in regards to my abuser and not to the very greedy details of what I encountered due to the fact that, for one, it's not something that's easy for me to talk about. For two, I don't know how many times I've had talk to talk to law enforcement, to lawyers, to just therapists, etc. to get justice for what I went through. And it's very traumatic when you have to really, like, constantly talk about and relive traumatic experiences. So I never really got too deep into what exactly I went through those three years, and even now so currently. However, I have talked about the night that was leading up to everything being exposed, how I got on my knees lit a candle and asked Santa Muerte to finally reveal the truth that I was finally ready to see it for what it was. And those who know, know to never ask her to show you an answer that you're not ready for. So my time with my abuser, I never asked her because I knew that I wasn't ready. Nor did I want to be disrespectful towards her or to make her feel like, I was just not going to listen, so I never asked her until that night. But before that night, a couple weeks prior, maybe a week or two, things started happening around the house that I could just not explain. It was just becoming a little bit too weird. For example, I had cabinets to where I put my candles, my herbs. All of that. I, I had two cabinets just filled with a bunch of candles and a bunch of herbs. So there would be one specifically for candles, one specifically for my jars of herbs. That's how I had everything. One of them was a little bit loose whenever you would open it. And how you would open it, you would have to slide the doors. And it wasn't more than maybe four feet tall, because I was a little bit taller than the cabinets. And again, the sliding door wasn't perfect, but there was a specific way that I would have it, my ex would know, even um, my stepson knew as well to have it because it would slide off. My daughter was also starting to walk and just be more active, so we would always keep an eye on that particular cabinet to make sure that she wouldn't lean, lean on it because it would fall. There was a morning that I woke up, which I would be the first one to wake up or the second one. My stepson would all, probably be the first one to always wake up, but he would be in his room trying to get ready for school. I woke up and I saw the cabinet door on the floor. And that was just taken back because how did I not hear that at night? I asked my step, my stepson, he said he didn't hear anything fall. I asked my ex, he also claimed that he didn't hear anything fall. So I'm like, how is it that none of us heard this thing fall? Because it's heavy. And how did it not break? Because it's made out of glass okay, weird, I just placed it back and I made sure that I just started moving things out of it so I wouldn't use it as much. I do remember that much. Then my ex started claiming that his shoes would go missing because when he would come home from work, he would leave his shoes in the front, which I hated that he did that because I had even bought a thing where we can put... Like a rack where we can put our our shoes and our jackets. And he wouldn't use it. And it would just irritate the hell out of me. So he would put his shoes outside. And then when he would come back from quote-unquote working uh, Uber Eats or DoorDash... He would even leave those shoes outside for whatever reason. He would claim... That he just did that because he didn't want to make noise. Okay. He had claimed one night that his shoes were no longer in the front. And he swore up and down that he left them outside. That weirded me out. Because I'm just like, okay, well then somebody is stealing our shit. And now we have to be more cautious. However, he was just kind of whatever about it. Which just made it more weird then his truck got a flat tire randomly this truck was not working he was constantly using my car to work and to just use it also to go cheat so he was using my vehicle there was no reason for his truck to have a flat because we never used it that was another weird thing my car started getting flats and I was just really weirded out there was a lot of random things happening but what really shook me and has stayed with me I think to the fact that even my brain is was trying to how do you say it silence it you know when somebody goes to something traumatic they they forget about it because their brain is trying to protect them right body keeps the score type of ordeal it was getting to that point until i started listening to these episodes these podcasts all the all of these experiences that i'm just like holy crap what is this again this was all these weird things are happening around the house I have my altar, I have done a bunch of wardings, got to the point that I had to reach out to Azriel to tell him what the F was happening, and he himself basically confirmed, there's something in your house, or something is attacking y'all, and I was just like, oh hell, it's his ex, she's up to this, and even my ex was like, yeah, it has to be her, it has to be her, so... I'm doing reversals. I'm doing my thing. And I mean, it became to the point where I couldn't even sleep because I just wanted to make sure that the kids were okay. As all those paranormal, I don't know if you can even say paranormal shit was happening, just abnormal things were happening, I got a bunch of different dreams. It began with the first dream, and after that, it just seemed that my dreams were just getting even more and more deep. We're already in December, and I'm trying my best to keep the house together. My ex and I are not arguing, which is a great thing, but it's also very odd because we used to always argue. So we're no longer arguing. We're, you know seeing each other eye to eye or so it seemed I started getting really really bad feelings that he was cheating that there was somebody else even though I had stopped looking through his phone even though we weren't arguing I was just getting these feelings also both of my big statues came broken and many of you that have followed me on social media were aware of this, because I posted how I fixed it, both of them, and both took about eight plus hours of me putting them back together. Now I know for a fact, something is up. We're in the middle of December, we're approaching Christmas, and I get a dream. Some may say that it was a vision. Some may say that it was me astro projecting. I just called it a warning. It started off as me walking into a bar, a bar that I've never been in. Very dark, and right when you walk in, you see the big old bar, and to the right is like a dance floor. But also having tables and chairs for people to sit and just mingle. And it feels like I'm floating. So I'm floating and going towards the edge of the bar. So furthest away from the front door. And we're in this little curb because once it curbs, it goes a little bit more to the wall where people can continue to sit. As I'm floating to the bar, I see my then ex. And he's on his phone, texting, saying, I'm here. And I saw that so vividly. And I'm kind of wanting to look around, but I'm unable to really look around. Then all of a sudden, a woman walks up, hugs him and kisses him, and they sit together at the bar. And I can clearly see him ordering a Jack and Coke. And she ordered something along the lines of like maybe vodka because it was clear. It's like maybe vodka and Sprite. But I remember very clear his drink and the way that he was holding it and the way that he was looking at her and they were just talking. When I finally realized what was going on I look to my right and I see Santa Muerte and she's the one showing me this. All of a sudden it's like I'm floating backwards out of the bar and then I wake up. I wake up I see my ex sleeping right next to me. This was during the time that he was claiming to be working. DoorDash from 9. And it started being from 9 p.m. all the way to 5 a.m. And no, I didn't even question it during this time because I was pregnant with our second child. And I did not want to worry about it. I had even made a deal with myself that if he's out there doing fuck shit, I will just let it naturally come about. That I was not going to stress about it. I was not going to put myself through that again. Yes, again. Because he was known to do shady shit. But he wasn't abusing me anymore. At least for those couple of weeks. Anyways, I wake up, I look at him, he's asleep. I checked my phone to see what time he got home because he would usually text me, I'm on my last ride, I'm heading home. He texted me around three, letting me know that he was done for the night and he was coming home. I go and I smell his breath and it smell like Jack Daniels. And I'm thinking, this isn't real. This isn't happening. I'm I'm going crazy. I'm tripping. And I just don't say anything right away. He gets up. I do ask him, did you go drinking last night? He said, no. I was like, your breath smells like alcohol. He's like, well, no, I wasn't. Okay. His behavior did start changing more and more. That was the first dream that just was the tipping point of everything else. Because shortly after that, I had a nightmare. Can you call it a nightmare? I To this point, I don't even know what to call it. Because as much as I'm hearing other people talking about their experiences with their abusers, especially those who are tapped in and that are gifted, and then they start mentioning that something was attached to them, to their abusers, it just all started making sense to me. Little side story, when I moved in with my ex, the house that we lived in was the house that he got with his ex. He never moved out of it. He always claimed that he just, even when he did try, he wasn't able to really move out of it. For one, he's a convicted felon, so he can't get anything without help. So, supplies is all that he goes for. When I moved in, I felt unwelcome to the point that when I was moving my things in, my ankh that my best friend got me from Egypt broke. My Hecate statue that I had broke. There was a bunch of crystals that just would go missing. And this was like the first week that I moved in. And I was very, very pregnant with our first daughter. I was nine months pregnant. And I would tell him though we needed to cleanse the house. That there was just a lot of energy in here. And... Even when his mom and his sister moved out, the energy was still very heavy and it just felt unwelcoming and it just, to the point that when COVID happened, I wouldn't leave my room, the little small room that I was in with our newborn baby because I just, it just consumed me. The energy just consumed me. Fast forward, the energy's still there. He's still not telling me the full story about the house. He says that he felt fine, etc, etc. So I started basically gaslighting myself of like, maybe it's just me. However, I always felt like there was something in the fucking house. And I'm sorry for my language, but I could not express how much I talked about it. And I started feeling crazy, so I stopped talking about it. So, I always felt unwelcomed, even, you know, just random things would happen that I just felt unwelcome in that house, and it also felt like it didn't like my daughter, because the first night that I came back from the hospital, from giving birth, I was carrying my daughter, I didn't have anything on me, I didn't have a backpack, I didn't have anything, I was just holding my daughter, and I'm walking through the door, and I randomly slip like you know when you see those cartoon characters I slip on a on a banana like peel and they just go Bloop. that happened to me as soon as I walked in the door I fell with my daughter in my arms thankfully my ex's sister was there and she made sure that I was good she was just like oh my god That was so weird, your mom instincts really kicked in because you bundled her to make sure that like, she didn't get hurt or you dropped her. So I always felt that whatever was in that house did not like me or my daughter. Fast forward, I make it my own, I try my hardest to cleanse it and to make the the most of it, and... There's still something lingering, however, the energy of Santa Muerte filled that house, filled me, my daughter, and my stepson at the time with a lot of love and a lot of reassurance. So it felt like things were getting better until those dreams started happening, started having those feelings in December, and it's just like something was really fucking off. The second dream, like I mentioned, call it whatever you want, it started with me being asleep. And I saw myself sleeping, but then when I woke up, it was like I was back to just myself. And I saw the monitor that I had for my baby girl in her room, and I saw that my daughter was crying in her crib. So I'm looking at the monitor getting ready to go get her, and as I'm sitting up on my bed, my baby starts levitating. And whatever is having a hold on her is kind of moving her up and down. Just like front and forward, front and forward, where I can see the camera as if it's teasing me of like, look what I'm doing to your baby. And then I start to wake up my ex during this time. Again, in my dream. I'm like, get up, get up. Something's wrong, something's wrong. And the more this thing is moving her, the more that my daughter's freaking out. So she's yelling at this point. My ex, being the way that he was, just super nonchalant, super I don't give a fuck. He's just like, what, what? I was like, something is wrong. Something is happening. Come, get up. He finally gets up. I show him the monitor. And as, I, as we're both opening the door, it's like I freeze. We both freeze in front of our door because it's our room. And literally across from us is our daughter's bedroom. And to the left is my stepson's room. But for whatever reason, we just stop in our tracks in the front of our door and I just remember saying how am I going to get my daughter out of there because it felt like if I walked in there it was going to try to get me too so then I looked at the monitor and our daughter is no longer there she's no longer showing up in her bedroom and I'm freaking out And my ex is just like super nonchalant, super like don't even give a fuck. That he was just like, well, why don't you just get sage? And at that moment when he said that, I felt this darkness just over my head. Just like over my being. And I remember once I felt that, looking for my altar. And if y'all have seen pictures of how I had my altar set up in that house, it was enormous. So I look up to see my altar and all of my statues are facing the opposite way. They're not facing us. All of them are having their backs turned. And it's like they're looking outside in the patio. That weirded me out and that freaked me out even more because I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? And again, I'm feeling this overwhelming, really dark energy. And when my ex said, well, why don't you just bring Sage? I don't know what it was, but I felt like, are you dumb? (laughs) I even said, Sage is not going to help Putting this shit away. And once I said that. Because I mentioned. This thing is too powerful. For Sage. Whatever the fuck that was. It laughed. And I heard it laugh. Above my head. So when I heard it laugh. And I look up. It was this weird, demonic, fucking figure. Evil. And for whatever reason, when that thing laughed, it pissed me off. It made me mad. So I said, fuck you, you're not welcome here, get the fuck out. And all of a sudden... The energy just shifted, that thing was gone. I ran to my daughter's room. My daughter was sitting up in her crib, not crying, totally fine, and I remember grabbing her and then waking up. This dream shook me so bad that that was the first thing I mentioned to my ex. I told him about it as he was getting ready. For work. And I told him, like, you know, I'm just going to do a cleansing on the house and that's that. He's like, I find that weird, whatever, whatever. And I kept asking him, if you have something to tell me, just tell me. Deny, 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 deny. That same day, my stepson comes home from school. And he tells me I had a nightmare. That gave me chills. He was known to have nightmares due to the fact that his mom was never around. She was very toxic. And then on top of it, his father was abusive. So... I worked very hard to try to get him to have the best night's sleeps, it got to the point that he was 8 during this time and I would have to be rocking him to sleep. So when he tells me that he had a nightmare, it wasn't like something that was unusual, but the fact that I had a nightmare the same night that he had a nightmare made me have chills all over my body because I'm just like oh my god what did he dream about he's also very gifted I asked him what was your dream about he started having like tears in his eyes and was shaking his head he's like I don't want to talk about it so I sat him down I was just like okay this is serious Because he always tells me his nightmares. He always tells me what he dreams. With no hesitation. So the fact that he didn't want to tell me. Made me really nervous. So I sat him down. And I was just like. Please tell me what you dreamt about. Because I also had a nightmare. So I want to make sure that we're okay. And he looks up. And he's already crying. And he's like. You had a nightmare? I was like. Yeah. I did. I was like. So. We can work on this together so we can get rid of whatever this evil thing was. And he was like, okay. So he tells me that in his dream, he heard our daughter crying. And again, because their rooms are right next to each other, it wouldn't be uncommon for him to hear her cry. So he says that he gets up to go check in on her. But before he goes and checks in on her, he goes to me and my ex's room to try to wake me up and let me know that, hey, baby girl is awake. However, when he opened the door, me and my ex weren't there. So he found it weird. He's like, how is it that we're home alone? Because they were never home alone. So he goes to his sister's room, opens the door. And doesn't see her in her crib so he says that he's checking the room where she sleeps and that she's nowhere to be found so then all of a sudden he hears noises coming from the kitchen so he walks to the kitchen and he starts seeing blood just trails of blood This is where he starts really freaking out and is just completely in tears. And he's like, please don't let me tell you what happened next. So I held his hand and I was just like, I got you. We got to talk about it because if we don't talk about it, it has power over us. He said that when he walked to the kitchen, he saw this demonic figure feeding on our baby that her head was completely off and that thing was feeding on her body. So he freaked out. Him, He himself even said that he looked for my altar and that when he made eye contact with where my altar should have been, all of my statues were broken. He said every single one of them was broken and on the floor. So that he ran to his room, closed the door, hid under his blankets, and started calling on to Santa Muerte to come help him. And as he was calling out for Santa Muerte, this entity comes rushing to his room to try and a- attack him. But because I kept a small little altar for him, beside him he said that even that little altar by his bed was gone so he was just asking why did you leave me please come back santa muerte please come back as he's pleading for her he wakes up he's like because he felt that entity coming to him and felt it coming up to his bed So when he finally finished telling me this, he's crying, we're both in tears, and just letting him know everything's gonna be okay, everything's gonna be fine. I tell him my story, my dream, and we both came into the conclusion that whatever this thing is, is trying to come and attack baby girl. So he helps me set up protections, I cleanse him, I cleanse my daughter. I'm cleansing the house. And then when my ex finally gets home, I tell him, this is serious. Something is out here, or at least trying to get it on here. And attack. And again, I don't remember my ex even being slightly affected by this. It was more so like he just did not give a shit. This was also during the time that he was already with his mistress. I was already pregnant with our second baby. There was just a lot going on to where like he just didn't seem to really care about what was going inside our household. My stepson then has another nightmare claiming that I died giving birth to, you know, the second baby. And he was really freaked out for me to go to the doctors, for me to go to the hospital. And he also mentioned that his father, my ex, was not in the hospital. He's like, he was nowhere to be found and I was really upset. So it also gave me a warning of, okay, something is going on. I say all of that because two weeks later, I do find out everything that was going on with my ex. He was selling cocaine, bringing some of that cocaine inside the house, without my knowledge, without me knowing. There was alcohol bottles everywhere in the garage, even inside his truck that was not even working. So he was going inside his truck and drinking and possibly even the mistress coming late at night to hang out inside that truck. I found rolled up dollar bills in my car, in his truck, and inside of it, it had the powder, which is cocaine. Found out the little bottle that he was using. I, it was just so much. There was a lot of substance abuse that was happening, which then led into him being becoming really aggressive that led me into finally leaving him because me being pregnant with our second child he was becoming more and more aggressive it felt to me that he was trying to kill me and the baby And I never felt like he was a safe parent there was just so many instances where he would come out with a shotgun pointed at me and my daughter while I'm holding her or he would try to snatch her away and hurt her he almost hit his son with a hammer for being so pissed off wanting to break down the door where I was locking myself in to be safe it was just so much and as I'm listening to all of these episodes and people's experiences of when there is a dark entity they thrive on chaotic environment. They love that. That's what makes them them and live through. Not only that, from everything that I've heard, these entities tend to attach themselves to people that are unstable, to people that have a violent streak that are just, again, not good people already as it is so if you are already going through depression substance abuse these entities tend to attach themselves to you and then amplify your environment which to me it makes it makes so much sense to why my ex is the way that he is because even his ex wife when i talked to her about everything finally Once and for all, I told her the truth about everything that was going on. She said, he is a demon. And I will never forget that moment because it gave me chills all over my body. It reminded me of my dream. And it reminded me of all the weird things that I was experiencing in that house. Of maybe there was a demon entity, a dark entity... And due to the fact that I had brought Santissima in, it was like a spiritual battle that was happening. Because it started eventually him even taking her cigarettes and her tequila. He got really bold and tried to justify it as if I'm just spending time with her. But that's when the aggression started happening. That's when he started becoming more abusive. All of that. It's like he was getting bothered by the fact that Santissima was around. And trying to test how much he could really get out of it. These people that are narcissists, that are abusers, they do carry a dark entity. And it just made so much sense to why I never talked about what was really going on in that house. I never left the house. I never left it, even though I fucking hated it. It's like I could not leave. And then when he would tell me that he couldn't leave. But again, to me, it was just like, well, no shit. You don't have the money. You don't have the <laughs> the means for it. And the only time that he was finally able to leave was after shortly after i left and he ended up moving in with his mama because that's the only way for him to do anything and then he's attached now to the mistress who is now his current girlfriend and now they live with her parents so can you just imagine what this dark entity is doing it's literally feeding off of everybody else willing to help him And cause chaos. And I wouldn't doubt that his home right now is a little bit chaotic due to the fact that he's unable to let down his mask because he is around other people that could expose him for being narcissistic and abusive and maybe even having a demonic force on him. I say all of this because all the podcasts that I've listened, there's women talking about how their abusers just became more aggressive when they moved to a certain place that carried a dark entity and how crazy it began, how personalities changed, how just this entity had a hold on them. And it was not to justify the abuser's behavior, but it was more to say hey, this is deeper than just them being a fucked up person. Something attached themselves to them and now they live for the chaos. And y'all can let me know if you are somebody that likes the spooky shit, that's, you know, studied the paranormal, all of that, and... Um, I look forward to even speaking with Roman about this because, you know, he he understands me in a way that I don't sound fucking crazy or like, like my ADHD brain, he gets it. We're both there. I don't know how we're going to get through this podcast together, but I'm just like taken back. So I would love to hear anybody else who feels comfortable to talk about their experience. Specifically dealing with somebody who was abusive. And then realizing that like, hey, this isn't right. Something, Something's wrong. More so on like in a spiritual sense. And that also makes me feel validated because I fought so hard spiritually to get him out of whatever shithole he was in. But I couldn't. I couldn't. Whether we were in the house. I begged to get out of the house. I blamed it on the house. But quite in reality, when I talked to all of his ex-girlfriends, he already had that demon inside of him. That demon has been living within him for decades. And I just so happened to really riled this fucking demon up because I was very spiritually... There. And this demon did not like that. He knew that I was going to try to bring light and good shit and a balance, and that that did not go well. Somebody had also mentioned, Rosie had mentioned, like that maybe that dream was more of a warning that if I would have kept sticking around, that I would have ended up dying. To maybe the reason why my stepson had that dream of saying that I died while giving birth. Maybe if I did stick around and maybe if I didn't ask Santa Muerte to fucking show me the truth, I would have just turned a blind eye and instead of just having bruises and him throwing things at me and falling on me and throwing me against the ground and throwing me against the the wall and hurting my daughter and hurting me Maybe it would have gone to the point where he would have he would have done it all the way. Whew. So I know it was a little bit of a heavy, heavy weirdness and energy, but I really just can't get this off my head. Are people who are narcissistic or abusive abusive or that are just not You know, good fucking people in general are easier targets for dark entities to take over, which also makes sense to when they say, be mindful when you drink or when you get drunk, because things tend to attach themselves to you. This also makes sense to why all the jewelry that I would make him, any protectiveness that I would give him, it would just break right away, like within days, within a week. Never liked wearing the things that I would get him for him to be protected. He was repulsive. Now that looking back on it, he was repulsive about it. So, guys, be mindful when you do drink, be mindful when you're under the influence. Protect yourself because you are a target to other entities. And just know that you're not crazy. Especially if you're tapping into your spiritual gifts and something is off, please, please tell that entity to fuck off, protect yourself, and walk away. Until next time, guys. Bye!